It looks like the clock is about to strike midnight on this Cinderella story. It's uh, refreshing, yet uh, displeasing to the eye. Somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. In the dying seconds! Unbelievable! They wouldn't say die! That just shows that they didn't come to play. They really come to play here at the MCG tonight. Welcome to another edition of They Came to Play, the podcast where Danny McGinley and I do our best to dissect the weekend of football. Some weeks we do a better job than others, and some games, well, let's be honest, we do a better job than others. Uh, and each week we welcome um, to join us a replacement, Tess Armstrong, while Tess is busy raising a child. Danny and I have children, but we'd never put any. Did we put any effort into raising our children, Danny? Did we leave it to other people? Um, what there? did we do? I, well, I was quite clever. I'd, I'd uh, raised my children a fair bit before we started this podcast. I mean, that's just the responsible thing to do. Uh, however, yeah. Tess has just left it to bang in the middle of it. I mean, just typical, the youth of today. It's really irresponsible. Kel wanted a second child, but I said, we can't. We've got a podcast to do. <laughs> so there will be no second child. Um, but our replacement, Tess Armstrong, today is none other than, um, well, he's one of the best comedians in the country and one of my favourite people in the world. It's Mickey D. fellas. Hey. Thanks for having me. That's all right. So we should uh, tell people that, that we might sound a little bit uh, 2020 uh, today. We are back doing this online for one week only because, Limo, you are in Adelaide to do your radio show like in the flesh. That's right. I'm at SAFM uh, doing the breakfast show with Beck and Cozzy and uh, I am here in Adelaide today, which is why I'm able to have Mickey D uh, sitting right yeah, so you- so Limo and Mick are in the same room. I'm I, I'm in Melbourne in the uh, in the, the the Tom Liberatore Studios. That's what I call my bedroom. And uh, boys, I've, I've How got romantic. Is that why you, is that why third child isn't on the way? Did you keep inviting your wife back to the Tom Liberatore Studios. Yeah, all right. I'm trying to think. How is there a uh, is there a name we could call this place that both my wife and I would be in? I tell you what, I've got it. I'm here at the Chris Hemsworth Studios. That keeps it bulldogsy, and my wife would be keen. I was going to go with the Marcus Bontempelli suite. Oh, which could yeah, yeah. No, I'll stick with Hemsworth because okay, Hemsworth. Yeah. Do you remember in that ad he played? Uh, it was an ad just for the AFL, and he he put on a bulldog's top and said, "I'm going to yes. play the Bont in AFL the movie." Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you, both my wife and I pictured the same person during sex that night. Right, <laughs> that's the is that the Bont? Yeah, it was right, Hemsworth right. as the Bont. Yeah, I just wanted to confirm. <laughs> Hey, Mickey, are you, are you into the superheroes at all? Are you? A- I am, not massively. I've got, yeah. well, as a dad, I've got to have a few favourites. Oh, right, yeah. Who are the kids into? Well, uh, Captain America, uh, Batman. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, oh, what's uh, what's her name? The Pigtails and the Hammer? Oh. Oh, um, Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. Oh, Harley Quinn, yeah, right. That, <laughs> that was fun, being invited along to see, sit, <laughs> sit through that. <laughs> what about, you know, the movie Space Jam, how they get all the cartoon characters in to play basketball? Yeah. What about that? Because there's Marvel stadiums. There's obviously a Marvel AFL tie-in. If there was some sort of short film where they drafted different superheroes, they had like an AFL draft but you could draft a superhero to your club, who would you take Danny, Ooh, I, I, immediately as you're saying this concept, I know that West Coast would sign Iron Man because Tony Stark is a borderline alcoholic with ego issues. So, <laughs> right, okay, yeah, good, good. I mean, Superman feels like the obvious choice. Oh yeah, yeah. But maybe there's look. If you, could you wear your utility belt belt on the ground, you'd take Batman. Yeah, I mean, you'd want Batman coaching ultimately because he's the world's greatest detective. He'd do a lot of uh, great opposition analysis. Uh, I yeah. think you want, yeah, the super strength and flying and stuff. Yeah, you go Superman or Wonder Woman, definitely. Uh, hang on, Spider-Man for nabbing the ball out of the air. He could get yeah. up. Uh, and he'd take yeah. out. Odds on for mark of the year. I'd, I'd, I wouldn't overlook Loki. Because he's, uh, he's, he's a mm. petulant jerk. You need a mongrel in your squad, yes. you know. <laughs> you never know. You know, it's just when you think he's down, he's just lulled you in a false security third quarter. 
Premiership yeah. quarter. And something we've been saying on this show is uh, is the Hulk has been coaching Frio for a while. So I'm always expecting Longmuir to just turn green and start smashing stuff. Although your coach, your coach looks like the Hulk. <laughs> you reckon? Well, well, Bevo looks like his own superhero because he's got the thyroid of awesomeness. He's just he looks like Bevo looks like a normal person, but he's got a bodybuilder's neck. Yeah, he's uh, he's a he's a massive unit. Does he spend more time in the gym than the players? Do you know who was the buffest coach actually? Since Mickey's a big Crows fan, uh, Sanderson. He was always always Sanderson. Yeah, he always looked like he was bursting out of that polo shirt. Yeah, he you'd hardly fit him in a Camry. Yeah. <laughs> Is that why they dropped him? Exactly. It's, yeah. it's just bad for the sponsors. They needed to get a sunroof into a Camry and they couldn't do it. So, um, now, we'll, we'll have a little chat to Mickey D about the Adelaide Crows shortly, but Danny McGinley, I believe you've got some uh, some breaking news, something you've just been sent by a very good friend of the show. Yeah, Craig Coombs, who uh, we know because he's a, a, a stand-up comedian. He supported Adam Hill's uh, tour a few years ago, but he has got footy bona fides. He uh, worked at Port Adelaide as a recruiting officer and also at Hawthorne as the opposition analysis. Yes. Uh, which I, I've got to say, like he was doing that during uh, – he worked there until 2012. Now, even though you, you didn't win the flag in 2012, you were very dominant. I'd say that was probably one of the easiest jobs in the AFL. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to do oppo analysis back then. It'd be like you'd turn up and go, yeah, you'll win. Yeah. <laughs> I think the only easier. More of the same, boys. Yeah. If you were, if you were the opposition analysis during Brisbane's three-peat of just be like, what do you reckon? Oh, yeah, I reckon Vossi and Acker can handle this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I reckon you boys have got it covered. So uh, what's he said? has sent me. in reg- So we're after round seven now, and he has just gone back over the last nine years over the changes to the top eight in round seven compared to round 22. Okay. Can we can we have a guess here? Sure. What, what is he going to tell you how many changes there are to the eight? That's right, yes. I'm going to guess it's one or maybe two max. You are exactly right. You are precise. So in 2012, uh, 2012 there was three changes. So out went Carlton, St Kilda and Essendon and in went Geelong, Hawthorne, North Melbourne. 2013, only one change. Frio went out, Carlton went in. 2014, Gold Coast went out, as did Collingwood. Uh, In went Essendon and Richmond. 2015, we had uh, GWS and Collingwood go out. Richmond and North went in. 2016, no change. Same eight. Wow. 2017, uh, the Dogs and the Saints went out. Swans and Bombers in. 18, Adelaide and North went in, Collingwood and Melbourne out. 2019's the odd year out. We had uh, four teams out, Frio, Adelaide, Port St Kilda. In went West Coast, Bulldogs, Tigers, Bombers. And last year, only one change, Gold Coast out, Bulldogs in. So we, what we're saying here is if you're in the eight, only only two teams from the eight are going to get it, uh, booted out. So I'm just having a look at the ladder now. So the flip, flip side of that is once you catch a stink, it's hard to shake it. <laughs> yes. That's exactly it. Yeah. So I'm looking at the ladder now and I reckon who's going to drop out. Oh, look, the Swans are very young and they had a great win against the Cats, but I think mm-hmm. if I have to choose someone, I'd say the Swans are the sort of young side who would drop out. Also, yeah. West Coast are looking shaky. They might drop their head and have an off year. And who's going to go in? I would say I really hope Gold Coast. That would be a magical story. And definitely Hawthorne, who are going to uh, win a lot of games and stuff up their draft pick. <laughs> no, Hawthorne can stay right where they are. Thank you very much. I'd love, bloody hell, I'd love to see the Gold Coast Suns play finals. Oh, yeah. It would be brilliant. Just imagine the look on the fans' face. See, I think Gold Coast oh, – look, you know what? I, I think GWS are going to – I think they've remembered how to play. Oh, really? Yeah. I think GWS are going to be your team. Mate, look, I'd love it to be Gold Coast, but I just got a feeling it might be a GWS. Hey, Danny, can I just do a fact check on the stuff Coombsy sent through? Who sure, because I have not. So, Who were your 2013 teams? 2013 was free, out Frio in Carlton. Well, that can't be right because Frio played in the final against Hawthorne in the grand final. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all right. Oh, well. This is why Coombsy, uh, you know, was working at Port and Hawthorne. He also worked at Richmond as a marketing department. 
Uh, Coombs, you've really dropped the ball here, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to another episode of They Came to Not Fact Check. but I do, I do like it, and we know that once you once you're in at this stage, it's very hard to drop out. Yeah, uh, unless you absolutely stuff up. But yeah, look, who's going to drop out of this? What do you reckon, me, do? Oh, they're all they're all very strong, aren't they? Aren't they? And yeah, I'm with you, Danny. I reckon it could be Sydney. Yeah, they're, they're young. They're you know, inconsistency comes with youth. Yeah. And- but you could also see uh, pretty much any of those teams having a really bad run. Uh, you know, I could see Geelong, you know, I've seen them be a bit inconsistent. I uh, could see Brisbane, sadly, even though I love them. Uh, I could see the Tigers, but that's only because I'm a chronic optimist. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, overall, it's it's looking locked in. Jeez, wouldn't you love bloody Richmond to drop out of the eight? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Mickey, how, how, as a Crows fan, yeah. does 2017 sting more for you? So do you dislike Richmond almost as much as, as you dislike Port Adelaide? Uh, no, look, uh, I think Richmond were an amazing, amazing team that year and they played best on the day. Uh, it also helped we sat down for some reason in that game. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm, I'm still, yeah, reeling from that because I hosted a, a – an AFL luncheon that day. I had to host a luncheon and perform at halftime and at the end. <laughs> what oh, no. no. It was horrible. Um, I was paid accordingly, but <laughs> I, we we weren't in the game in the second half. And what's more, all the Port Adelaide fans in the audience were cheering Richmond on. Yeah. And yeah. that's – I'm not like that. I'm South Australian first. I'll cheer Port Power on. Um, really? Yeah, I think they're a great team. They're really fit and strong. Um, they, you know, dispose of the no. ball on purpose. I'm the opposite of you, Mick, because if there's a Victorian team that's not the Bulldogs against an interstate team in the grand final, I'm almost always going to go for the interstate team because those gloating fans live in another part of the country too. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. But you, you're not going to bump into them. That's the exact point. Whereas I may bump into a Port Adelaide fan or I might need to uh, help them then help me change the time. <laughs> <laughs> you, you are a good bloke who buys a lot of copies of The Big Issue, so you might have run into <laughs> one. There they are. Hey, so, that, so you were at that grand final function was in Adelaide? Yep. yep. And was it a Crows function or a general footy a, function? It was a general footy function, but <sighs> you split down the middle. You're more, I didn't know that that many Port Adelaide fans until we started losing. And then the fact oh. they were banging the table every time. Oh, and they were loving it. Richmond kicked the goal. So my second set was just like, you dog mongrels. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't a very polite comic in the second half. Well, yeah, I mean, what, who's booking a comic for after the grand final? Like what – what? because if the Crows had won, you just would have been delirious. And, yeah. you know, Crows losing, you're going to be – you know, I, I imagine the set did not go well. Look, look, this wasn't my finest. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the previous year was uh, when the doggies took the swans in that thriller. What a game of footy. And so I was just hoping, okay, well, that function went really well. If I just play it the same way, I've got a bit more skin in the game in 2017. But, um, yeah, yeah, horrible day. I've come, I've come home with a <laughs> – with a, it's like I had a, a sore tooth. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, uh, then the Crows, of course, had their end-of-season camp. Oh, now, here, you know what has never been revealed mm. – there was a comedian on that end of season camp. There was not. Yes, there was. A comedian performed at that end of season camp. We've never been able to work out. Oh, it was Mick Malloy. Comedian hasn't owned up. I actually asked Eddie Betts, and Eddie Betts said he is such a blur on the whole experience <laughs> that he said there could have been a comedian there. I actually can't remember. Yeah. Um, well, it's not you. It's not me. It's not Danny McGinley. No. 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 Well, my, my theory is it's got to be a Richmond supporting comedian. So we're talking uh, Mick Malloy here, where yeah. he was I just rubbing it in. Queensland based comedian because they left out of the Gold Coast, oh. and the company that took him on the thing is based in the Gold Coast. Um. So anyway, the search continues. Oh wow! For the comedian. That would have, yeah, that would have been a rough gig. <laughs> that would have been a very rough gig. Because <laughs> we know a fair few Queensland comedians and, like, oh, Lindsay, not... Lindsay Webb? But Lindsay yeah. would have told us. Before. Lindsay would have told us, absolutely. <laughs> Lindsay's not a... Lindsay's like the opposite of SAS. He's... Uh... <laughs> right. 
And we do know a lot of comedians up that way. So, but maybe it was, you know, sometimes they refer to people as comedians when they're not comedians as we think. It's yes. not the two guys invaded the grand at the grand final, yeah. the Gabba. Yeah. And I said to, so I was reading in the paper, it said, oh, comedians such and such and such and such. And I was like, I've never heard of them before. They're not comedians. Then I went to their Instagram page, 1.9 million followers. Oh, yes. Okay. All right. They're going wrong. They're going better than me. Yeah. Welcome to the dinosaur hour. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We're more your traditional. Um, just- you can put us in a room. We'll make we'll make whoever's in that room laugh. But that is that is a, a an, att- an attribute that's <laughs> not in demand anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We might do a do Instagram do stories. They, they, yeah, I think so. An, yeah, we'll do an Instagram story about it. Uh, <laughs> no, Actually, Lames, I'm going to talk to you off air because we had such fun at our live show yeah. uh, at the Comics Lounge last week. And shout out to especially um, Linda from Wollongong because she came all the way from Wollongong to North Melbourne wow. to watch us and she was uh, brilliant and she wants us to give a special shout out to her team and now officially they came to play his team in the Wollongong Footy League, the Albion Park Crows. That's who we go for. Okay, good on the Albion Park Crows. I, they, I like the sound of them. Do they wear crows colours? I assume so. That's as far as far. By the time I spoke to her, it was at the end of the show and we'd, we'd had a few beers during the match. <laughs> we, we, we had had a couple. But um, we had so much fun um, heckling the footy. I was talking to uh, some people afterwards. Apparently, Leams, we could do something on Twitch where as long as we don't show the footy, it uh, oh. doesn't violate copyright. So we could get some funny friends like Mickey D and uh, Dave Thornton helped us out, Broken Kelly, and uh, people can tune in to us watching the footy, heckling it whilst they watch the game if they prefer us to like BT and JB. Whatever the commentary is. Okay. And Twitch is some sort of social media (laughs) application, I'm guessing. It's for gamers, Uh, Anthony. I'll get this one, Danny. Thank you, Mick. It's for for gamers. So these multi-talented kids, I'm 41, I can call anyone under 30 a kid, but they can can operate a mouse, they can look down the hole. Yeah. They, can, they can run strategy. They can kill people. Right. Uh, you know, first player operation games, but they can commentate on their own stuff and read a stream of heckles and deal with it all at the same time. And people watch them playing whatever the game and is. And pay big dollars. Yeah, right. Jeez, it's, it's, it's a lot going on. There is a lot going on. That's just too much multitasking for me. So if any of our listeners are actually uh, knowledgeable about this sort of thing, we had a great fun doing it. We think it's a good product. If you could get in touch and explain to Grandad here how we can do it, please get in touch because we reckon this could be our future. Please. You know what I want to learn about? Have you heard of ScamCoin? Oh, it's, uh, is this a new... Uh... It's a cryptocurrency. Yeah. The bloke who started it did it as a joke, right? He said, oh, I'm going to start my own cryptocurrency. So he started launched ScamCoin, mm-hmm. okay? It's a true story, all just as a joke for shits and giggles with a few friends. Anyway, he started it in first two days. Have a guess how much money he made. Oh, look, it gets it gets hyped pretty quick. Why did he a couple of hundred thousand? A seventy million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> he did it as a joke, pump and dump. And he's on TikTok. He's got this hilarious video on TikTok where he's just saying, "I can't," and he's doing the TikTok as it's happening. And he's like, "I can't believe this is happening. I'm now worth seventy million dollars." So can we start some sort of... Yeah, you, you know how to start a Bitcoin. If you know how to start a cryptocurrency and would rather Limo and I make the money rather than you yourself, yeah. can you get in touch <laughs> right. and explain to Grandad here how we become millionaires? Hey, Danny, the most successful cryptocurrency ever is not Bitcoin, right? And it's not scam coin. It's actually called Doggy Coin. Hey. Yes. Um, it's up at forty cents at the moment. Doggy coin. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah, it spiked in the last fortnight. Are you all over doggy coin? Yeah, yeah. Did so, you, were you uh, talking to me about doggy yeah, coin was, recently? Uh, so the bloke, it's again, it's like oh, it bit him on the bum as well in the most polite way. It's yeah, like, I couldn't believe it's taken off like this. So he's he's worth millions and millions as well. But that's yeah, but that's the biggest percentage increase mm. is on uh, doggy coin. But that's like hundreds of millions. That yeah. guy's worth yeah. it. Anyway. Well, this will be a financial podcast soon, so let's get back to the footy. <laughs> I think this is actually the most honest financial podcast because we're all fully admitting we have no idea what's yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah, totally. A mate of mine. Totally. 
a thing happened at a anyway. Hey, uh, while we're just getting the games up here to chat about this week, yeah, uh, the ninety seven, ninety eight flags, Mickey D. Where were you? What were you doing? How did you oh, we don't need to bring these up. Jeez. Oh, mate, I was I was picking uh, I was picking brambles out my butt because uh, mates pushed me over. We try we're hitching back into the city from Athelston about twenty. 20k out of the city, like yeah. everyone was like, "Come in, we'll drive into the city, It'll be a big party." And yeah. yeah, I was, I was having a wee by the bushes. My mates pushed me in a bush, so I had, I had brambles <laughs> in my butt cheek. Right. No, un- unforgettable. We also won the flag. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, both times we're in Adelaide. The second time I was in Scotty Jones's uh, backyard. We're throwing chops at each other, uncooked. <laughs> yeah, nice, no. yeah. as That's is tradition. Good. Oh, grand final barbecue. It's not much that beats that. Actually, um, I should also point out Mickey D's uh, uh, quite good at the trolling. We for um, comedy f- Melbourne Comedy Festival always coincides with the start of the footy season, and there was two years in a row where dogs played crows in either round one or round two. And I remember it was 2007 round two. Uh, Mick and I went to the MCG for the dogs crows, and we met out met at a statue. I think it was the Shane Warne statue, or possibly the Betty Cuthbert. Yeah. And uh, and you you rock up to me and say, yo, I got an idea for another statue. And I go, oh, okay, show me it. And you went on the ground and started punching the grass, going, Chris Grant, ninety seven prelim. You bastard! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good gear. Yeah, it's emotional. That poor guy. What a great statue. Yeah, <laughs> and we kicked our ass that day as well. It wasn't fun. But you tackled me in front of everyone. That was that was the big win for you that day. You decked me in front of everyone. Uh, it was a hug turned into a tackle. It was good viewing. <laughs> See, we're good frenemies over here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now let's uh, let's just wander through the games this weekend. Uh, let's let's get Friday night off. out of the way. Oh, what a horrible yeah. night! So oh. I watched this game at home, and. Um, the third quarter was one of the worst performances I've ever seen from the Bulldogs. You couldn't yeah. get all inside 50. I think it was like at one point it was 14 inside 50s to none in the third oh. quarter. Now, I missed the third quarter. I watched the first half at a pub in Sydney because I was performing at the Sydney Comedy Festival, and I was up and about. This is brilliant. Got in the cab because uh, it was already halftime. I was like, I won't, I won't put on KO in the car. I'll talk to the cab driver because I've had a few beers and I'm feeling happy. And I'm about to do a spot at the comedy store, so I wanted to like just warm up my voice and everything. Get to the comedy store. There's all mates there ch- talking to them. And then I, I'm about to go on. I go, I'll just check the score. And it was the start of the fourth quarter. And I'm like, how the hell? What is, what is this? But it was still close, boys. And so I went, all right, and you know, this is a classic stand-up mentality. Mm. I made a deal with myself. If I crush this gig, if I work my ass off and really deliver the best performance I can, surely that will bring karma and the Bulldogs will do the same. How'd, how'd your gig go, Danny? The gig went well. Thank you very much. Thanks for asking. Just doing some uh, some nice crowd work with some yeah. American ladies in the front row. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, it was uh, lamenting my uh, dismay at uh, at the lack of vaccinations. I was I was quite proud of my efforts. Got off stage going, surely, surely that's inspired the boys. Uh, yeah, it obviously did not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it did not. I reckon Aaron Norton, can we talk about this for a sec? I think this. I'm going to show Mickey D this kick right now. Okay. I think it's the worst kick I've ever seen in AFL VFL. Wow! I'm just going to show Mickey the video. Norton comes out. It's a beautiful pass. It's a beautiful mark. Not rush. He goes back. He's looking at himself on the scoreboard. Beautiful hair, by the way, from young Fabio. There, looks at himself. That's the third time. Four times. He looked four times at himself on the scoreboard. Now watch this kick. It's the worst I've ever seen. Are you kidding? <laughs> Danny, have you seen that kick yet? Yes, I have. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 almost impressive how bad it is. It's like you like you couldn't even if you tried to shank it like that, you just couldn't do it. Yeah, he's kicked it basically twenty meters left. Like I'm almost on a 90-degree angle. It's like he kicked it on both sides of his foot at once. <laughs> <laughs> that was shocking. Yeah. If you were cast in like a movie as terrible footballer and you had to like do those sorts of kicks, you would need to train. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yeah, it was, uh, it was horrific uh, from uh, Norton there. Wow. 
Um, but then the uh, no no bolt, no dusty, no worries, as they say. Oh, that's the worst part. So they didn't have Lostin, they didn't have Dusty. Just, oh, just a, a perfect storm of depression really set in for me on Saturday. I was able to sort of ignore it for the other uh, for the rest of Friday night. But oh man, why did it have to be Richmond? You know, you you always have to have one loss. Why'd it have to be Richmond? My oh, yeah. Anyway, play on. Well, you know, they're the reigning premiers, so. Yeah, but just you know, it's like you losing a Geelong. I just you yeah, know, I've hated it. them ever since the Liber Knights thing, and just now I get it. Yeah, ugh. that's annoying. Yeah, that's annoying. Hey, let's uh, let's move on to um, Saturday. Gold Coast v Collingwood. Let's do it. Oh, what a joy! I mean, oh. <laughs> I called this last Sunday at the live show. I go, wouldn't it be magical if Gold Coast oh. could knock off Collingwood? Just fantastic. And what makes it even better is that Collingwood had more scoring shots than the Gold Coast Sun. <laughs> and uh, they had more scoring shots than the crowd, which was fun. <laughs> oh, 24,000. So- I mean, that's like, even as a Dogs fan, I can look down my nose on that. <laughs> um, so we can, um, so what was the crowd? 24,000. Yeah, roughly, yep. God, that is absolutely shocking. All of the top level was closed off. I don't know if you saw that from uh, when you were watching on TV, but it was like at a, in, in A-League terms, a Melbourne City game. It was at the MCG. No. But I believe it was only their fourth ever win at the MCG. Here we go. Very exciting. Brandon Ellis uh, got 35 touches at 97% efficiency, which is absolutely amazing. But best on ground for me uh, is once again our old mates, the Collingwood Banner Riders. Did you see what no. their banner they put up? Uh, well, we're looking at it now. So there's the 2018 banner. Yep, where they misspelt tonight. Uh, last, uh, let's do this, Pies. Show these blues we own tonight. And they've misspelt tonight. Yep. Which they followed up with, last time this happened, we went all right. So show these sons we own tonight. Yeah. And they deliberately... It's a callback to the spelling mistake because, you know, they, they made the grand final in 2018. I'd say, the, man, it, it would be so hard to do the Collingwood banner right. I mean, it's hard enough doing the Collingwood banner. It was easy for me doing the Bulldogs because no one hates the Bulldogs, even though I want Richmond to hate us. No one hates us. And so it was always punching up. It's easy. Whereas Collingwood, you're always... Everyone's against you in the room. Yeah. And they still pull off these... And it's a great self-deprecating joke that's actually a sort of uh, takes the heat off the team. It doesn't work, though, because they play during the day. (laughs) (laughs) And you can't say we own tonight. No, it's because the suns were there. That's why it looked like daytime. Oh, I show these suns we own tonight. Yeah, right. Okay, the suns proved in the end that they own the day. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) We'll we'll get this evening. Okay, we'll we'll be around tonight. (laughs) If we can have a rematch to niggered. And I, I got a call. I got a text from uh, uh, Dave from uh, Alberton, who's a massive Port Adelaide fan, just saying yes. uh, Collingwood's black and white jumper has requested a trade. <laughs> Fine. I like it. Ah, uh, yeah. So that was just joyous to see the pies getting done yeah. uh, by the Gold Coast Suns there. And uh, Gold Coast, as we mentioned earlier, just a cheeky little chance of slipping into the eight there if they keep up this form. Yeah, with uh, Rowley due to come back in the next month. Um, and there was a good, there was a good headline in the uh, over the weekend. Let me just find it here. You know, I love my headlines, Danny McGinley. Was this about up. Collingwood, or was this about uh, a different game? Yeah, no, no, Collingwood. A uh, total eclipse of the pies was the headline. <laughs> total eclipse of the pound. Yeah, so a pun on total, total eclipse of the sun. Oh, right, right. right. I, was, I was looking at Total Eclipse of the Heart. I'm going, that, yeah, that doesn't rhyme. What are you doing here? Yeah, yeah. And the uh, the headlines, oh, and Buckley's Chance. Was yeah, surely that gets used a fair bit. About him getting re-signed. Uh, the, the Richmond headlines after their win, high voltage, because mm, Shai Bolton had a cracker. Yep. And the other one was uh, uh, Bullies Feel the feel Ire of the Tiger. Okay, yeah, all right, okay. Sit, dogs. Yeah, that one's not bad. That's good. I don't mind that one. Um, We got one sent in from uh, Sally Kay uh, about the Crows v GWS. Uh, It was a preview article, but it said, how Mumford and Sons became Hogan's heroes. Oh, yeah, right, okay, nice. I like what Uh, they've done there. 
Yeah, there was Hogan. Hogan got a hero thing in the Herald Sun as well. Yeah, there we go. It's always going to happen. Although I'm very sad he's left Frio because Hogan and Schultz just worked. They were, they were good together. Hey, let's, uh, Mickey D, we hate to do this, but we're going to have to. Uh, the Crows, that is an ugly scoreline. And it was at Adelaide Oval for yeah. crying out loud. How does that happen? Four goals, 15, a week after delivering the most accurate first half in the history of the AFL-VFL, the Crows just do this. It's appalling. Oh, I took I took my son. It was his first big game to watch. Um, oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. You know, we the Lehman curse has gone over to Dwyer. I've taken my son seven times and Hawthorne have lost all seven. Oh, really? Yeah, we're zip seven. We should, we should swap kids. <laughs> let's, actually, let's both take them when Hawthorne play the Crows. Yes. One of them's got to become a winner. And put big money on the draw. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, This is the way forward. But, Jet, did you watch this game as it was happening? I, oh, I did, yes. And did you sense fairly early that this was yeah. going to be a disaster? I, I couldn't relax into watching them. Uh, there just wasn't any purpose in the disposal. It seemed rushed. It yeah. was, uh, whereas you, you watching GWS just link up with, you know, uh, decisiveness and purpose. You've, and mm. then they just looked like different uh, different athletes as well, you know. So they're all cut yeah, from the right. same cookie cutter and they're yeah. all just presenting well, whereas we were like, ah, chasing our tail in a rush. When, when they're on GWS, they do look bloody good. Yeah. But yeah. how's the quarter-time scoreline here? One goal, one against one goal, eight. We were lucky. <laughs> Sheesh. And then, yeah, then they just fully ran away with it. Hey, Mick, I want to know your opinion on uh, the social media trend of calling uh, the Crows Crom. Yeah, I can't get my head around it. It, I think it came from a spelling mistake from the Channel 7, 7 AFL, uh, when they just went Crom win rather than Crows win, and everyone's just adopted it. Well, back in the day, there was that advert as well. uh, I remember, with Rusciuto. Go the cows? Yeah, they they misspelled crows and it was go the cows, yeah. Right. I don't know, cows or crom? Actually, I remember, Mick, um, the dogs played the crows the week that ad came out over at at Optus Oval, how it was, and I just remember a a bloke behind me yelling at Rusciuto, as if you know how to spell cows, dickhead. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I suspect that bloke might have had some issues spelling cows as well. <laughs> hey, you leave our president alone. <laughs> By the sounds of that. Anyway, the Crows are struggling at the minute. Let's see if they can uh, make a little comeback uh, next week. Uh, uh, God. Oh, God. Pain to pain. St Kilda Hawthorne. This is one of the worst performances I think I've ever seen from Hawthorne. We just offered no resistance at all, and I – did a tweet that I thought was hilarious. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> At one point, I'll see if I can find it. All right. Is this the equivalent of as if you know how to spell, Rashudo? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so Hawthorne tweeted, Saints 55, Hawks 7, right? Yep. To which I replied or retweeted it with the comment, this is the number of players each team seems to have on the ground. Oh, nice. <laughs> because nice. That's good. We were so horribly overrun, it was embarrassing. That was good. Did you get any did you get some good response or no, no hardly yeah. anything. Yeah. No one's really in a retweeting mood when you're down by that much. No. You, do you know how you know this was a terrible game? The amount of stock footage that Fox Footy had in the trigger, I mean, in the in the barrel. Because uh, they kept uh, so uh, Kaczynski got a goal, and they so they went all right. Let's show some highlights of Justin Kaczynski, <laughs> just you know na- oh, right. famous namesakes. And then uh, Sean Higgins got a not Sean Higgins the uh, the Jack Higgins got a goal, and they so they cut to the footage of Jack Higgins as a as a kid in the crowd uh, right. cheering on St Kilda. It's like they knew okay, this is going to be grim. We may need to have some clips ready. Yeah, and there was oh god, it was just horrible. That's a shock. The whole thing. Um, uh, this was this is predictable. St Kilda, young and inconsistent. Uh, who have they got next week? They've got Gold Coast. Uh, yeah, put your money on Gold Coast. St Kilda can't be good two weeks in a row. That'd be interesting. Well, you look at Brisbane. 
It's a, it was a weird round, wasn't it? Brisbane flogged Port, and we thought this would be an absolute cracker, this game. Yes. This shows, we, we said in our Patreon episode, Mick, that uh, we were going to watch this game, Lions v Port, and pretend it was last year's grand final, because that's yeah. the grand final we actually wanted. Yeah. We didn't want Richmond-Geelong. Boring. So we pretended that. But it just shows the 2020 grand final was always going to be disappointing. It would have been a shit grand final. Yeah. Hey, don't you love Charlie Cameron's... Uh, motorbike. Oh yeah, it's always fun. He's hey, can I play, can I play some audio, some unfortunate audio from the commentary, please? Four points at three quarter time, and Charlie he sniffs a bag in the final turn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wasn't that standard practice in the nineties? <laughs> wow, you want to be more discreet than that? Yeah. <laughs> That's, oh, that's the old <laughs> thought it was the Port fans just trying to make themselves feel better. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I do love his motorbike celebration for a goal, though, Charlie Cameron. Well, he should watch out. If you associate uh, a bag and a motorbike in Queensland, so that's the bikey gang laws, he's probably going to get arrested. Oh, right. He better look out. Because <laughs> he does hang out with other men who dress in similar colours. So, yeah, Charlie, watch oh. out. Oh, yeah, you do. Okay, watch your back, Charlie. Hey, can uh, I do a name drop? Uh, I, while I was in Sydney, I went to friend of the show, Sam Mack. I went to his book launch. Oh, and, yes. And I had a chat to uh, David Koch, the Port Can Adelaide chairman. Oh, very good. And how was uh, how was Koshy? Well, I just opened with uh, that prison bars ruling is complete bullshit. And so he was suddenly, he, I didn't think, he didn't know who I was. He was all like, oh, yeah, g'day, mate. And I go, yeah, that prison bar thing was bullshit. And he went, yes, yes, it was. And then we chatted for five minutes. And he made the good point, which I don't know if you've uh, read too much into it. This went out in the media, but I think it's a good point. He said, Eddie Maguire and the AFL agreed that Port could wear the prison bars Guernsey in heritage rounds. Yes. But both the AFL and Eddie knew that heritage round was going to be discontinued a year later, which is uh, what Koshy calls insider trading. <laughs> uh, yeah, right, yes. So, so, I mean, I'm totally on, on Port's side. What does it matter if they wear prison bar? I mean, you know, Manchester United and Liverpool wear the exact same top and they, so they just wear a clash Guernsey when they play away. Yeah, how would you feel if a club came out with the if Hawthorne just wore the Bulldogs colours one week? Yeah, sure, go for it. That's understandable. You want to be like us. <laughs> <laughs> um, I get the. What about the fact that there are magpies on Port Power scarves? Uh, well, they were called that, and I believe they were. Uh, so Port was founded in 1870, but they weren't called the Magpies then. And Collingwood's formed in 1892. Who was called the Magpies first? Oh, well, I don't know, but Collingwood have been in the VFL for a lot longer. Yeah, that's true. But no, I got look. I'm, I'm on Port side. Right, you're no, not convincing you're, me here. You're just sucking up the Koshi, who's probably listening to this podcast. He is now. He's a big love, fan. Love your work, Koshi. <laughs> uh, let's go to uh, Sydney and the Catters. Oh, just so hard. I mean, which team do you hate the least? That was my issue going into this. Because <laughs> I, I, I was in Sydney, I actually, the pub I went to to watch the Bulldogs uh, on Friday night and then I left at halftime to go do my gig, I was, uh, I'd gone to the Sydney markets for just some random stuff, then was going back and I saw all these Cats fans with like suitcases who were clearly staying nearby uh, just going into the pub, and I genuinely stopped. And I went, "Don't! The pub is cursed." Because I've been to that pub two times. Once yeah. we lost to the Tigers. The other time was just before the 2019 elimination final, where the Giants spanked us. Yes. And I needed the Cats to win for my tips, so I jumped on them and said, "Don't go in." Did they listen? Did they hell? Two points. Yeah. Hey, um, was that last kick 15 meters? Have Absolutely. You seen it? Yes, it was. Have you seen it, Mickey? Yeah. It was- I'm just, get, I'm just getting a replay up here. There we go. We're just watching it again. Oh, that's 15. I mean, I hate to support Geelong, but that is 15. 
Absolutely. And also, I want to point out, Limo, with uh, just because we're doing this with our non-professional uh, audio equipment, you playing that crowd sound coming through my uh, earphones in another state really sounded like the old Nintendo game Aussie Rules Football. I was just expecting a <laughs> out of bounds on the full. Uh, yeah, right. Um, so, oh, geez, yeah, Geelong, you'd be annoyed with that, I tell you. Oh, yes. I'll tell you who wasn't annoyed. So I did my show at Sydney Comedy Festival was 9.30, Enmore Theatre. Front row was a lady in a swan scarf, oh, openly yeah. just with the – she didn't what have the game on her phone, but she had the AFL Live app just looking yeah. at the scores. And I called her up about five minutes ago, are you really checking footy scores? She went – I gave up going to the game to come to your show and the match is close. What do you think I'm going to do? And yeah. I went, absolutely, that's fine. And the problem is when they did win, she let out a cheer when I was halfway through a punchline. <laughs> right, okay. Well, that's it. There was a fair few Swans fans in the crowd who all were quite excited. So that was fun. I've done similar. I took the kids to the zoo, which is an earshot of the Adelaide Oval when it's pumping. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. And I'm yeah. checking the Google refresh of the scores. Yes. My son nearly got taken by a pelican. I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I had money. I had money on them and it was close. It was going back and forth. It was against the cats. Crows yeah. were paying $10.50. I thought, oh, I'll have a bit of that. Yeah. You know, kids need new shoes. <laughs> <laughs> it also covered the zoo entry for the next year as well. But, yeah. Uh, no, wasn't to be, yeah. uh, no good. It is. I love being able to hear Adelaide Oval from when you're within just mm. within earshot of the joint. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, let's go to uh, Hobart on Sunday. Oh. Where geez, I thought North were going to upset Melbourne here for a while. Wouldn't that have just been the most demonsy thing you've ever seen? Yes, it would have been. But didn't Melbourne did that thing that good teams do, which makes me think they might be a good team. I'll pull you up there, Lames. I'll pull they you up there. It, they turn it on when they have to. Mate, I'm just going to point out uh, a, uh, an opinion. Uh, even Hawthorne could beat North Melbourne right now. So it doesn't mean Melbourne yeah. are good. Yeah. Well, that is true. North Melbourne are terrible. Yeah. Having, um, having a rough trot. But, no, hey, they're, they're rebuilding. They're doing it the right way. Uh, good on you, North. You will be competitive again. 2026. I'm, I'm panicking about North then. <laughs> Um, there was a headline of the paper today called uh, North Fall Victim to Fritzkrieg. So instead of a Blitzkrieg, <laughs> ah. a Fritzkrieg. So, geez, they're really trying hard there, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the World War II buffs are ecstatic. Yeah, most of the Demons fan base were did serve in World War II, so that works out well. <laughs> In fact, every member of their last premiership team served in World War II. <laughs> so, yeah, they do They do appreciate it. Uh, so Melbourne are looking like they could be good. Who they got next week? That's the big question. Melbourne are playing Carlton, it seems. And have I got that right? No, Bulldogs play Carlton next week. I've just skipped ahead. Oh, Melbourne v Sydney. Yeah, the MCG, they should make short work of them. All right, that'll be that'll be a test though. I mean, Sydney have just beaten the Catters, so yeah, but they're young and inconsistent. Um, hey, an absolute belter uh, at the MCG with oh, yes. between Essendon and Carlton. Back to the back to the glory days. Both teams got more than hundred points, which you do not see much of these days. Yeah, it's it, a rare treat. It was it was great, and I, I love that uh, Saad got a goal early on, despite all the booing. Have have we had the standard response from some? Pundit saying, "Oh, it was a shame that the Essendon fans booed Sard." Uh, probably. I've never liked the Essendon fans, and if there's any listening, it's yeah, I'm talking about you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, they they are um, what they really go with their own athletes. There's this level of expectation in a in an Essendon supporter. Mm. Just say one of their you know very skilled players fumbles the ball. It's like, oh, come on. It's the, they're your they're your boys. That's Get right. Yeah, you've got, you've got to support your team. You've got to support your team. And mind you, they have not had much to cheer about for the last. <laughs> um, last time, here's a fun stat from Josh Kay. Um, last time Melbourne were on top of the ladder, it had only been seven months since Essendon had won a final. <laughs> so the wow. uh, also the iPhone hadn't been invented. 
<laughs> Facebook wasn't a thing yet. Who was president then? I think George W. Bush was still George in his fourth, first w. term. Yes. Had Melbourne got their new trams? <laughs> no, we wouldn't Probably have not. Yeah. back then. Nah. Probably not. Um, so, yes. That was pretty... Uh, it was pretty exciting. Uh, Betts got three goals, really played a blinder in the first quarter, which uh, just proves if you come on and they came to play live show, your career just goes gangbusters. Yeah. Hey, Welcome to you players. If you want it, you want three goals, come and chat to Danny and Leems. Mick, right. Mickey D is going to have the best quarter of footy. So, so sign him up this week. Mick's going to yeah, kill it. I'll play loose off the halfback flank. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll play for cheesels. <laughs> I reckon you'd do a bit of damage off halfback. What was your position? Yeah, I, I'd captain. I captain the first eighteen. Uh, yeah. Played off the halfback flank, and I'd just charge the centre. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah. And just see if we couldn't, you know, put some pressure through. We <laughs> lost one game, twenty-four goals, twenty-one to one point rushed. <laughs> oh, rushed! Is that against Sagan Hunter? I wish it was. That was Dad's old school. That was yeah. the Westminster. So uh, Westminster. That, that was on the radio on the Monday. I'd, I'd, Tried to live it down, but on the way to school on Monday, <laughs> Triple M played. Oh, uh, no. oh, did you hear about uh, CBC? They really hadn't handed it to them by Westminster. And I thought, oh. Actually, yeah, I played in the opposite uh, result of a, a similar game uh, where we were playing against uh, this team, and we were beat. We ended up beating them one hundred and ten nothing. This is oh. this is like under elevens or something. But I remember they had the ball up their end, and I was about to rush it through. And one of my own teammates, I'll name names: Brett McDonald, huge yeah. Maori mountain. He just genuinely ran me, ran at me and rugby tackled me so I didn't take it over the line. He's like, we're keeping them at zero. <laughs> <laughs> he, wanted a, he wanted a clean sheet, which is, a rare, which is a rare treat in Aussie rules. Uh, so good. He's got my full support. Good on him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, works anyway, as a bouncer well now. Well done, Carlton. Exciting, uh, exciting stuff uh, yeah. from them. And Sam Walsh, very good on the super coach again. Thank you, Sammy. Keep up the good work. And uh, finally, the Western Derby, uh, the Dockers pretty disappointing here oh. as they've lost by about 10 goals. So well, what's the turnaround there? They've had about a 160-point turnaround from last yeah. week to this week. Well, th- this was actually a close game up until like the end of the third quarter. It was only a couple of goals in it. Uh, but then, yeah, the last quarter, Frio just didn't show up. And But luck was definitely on West Coast side. Did you see the Langdon goal? Uh, no. Oh, no, you you would know if you'd seen this goal. So uh, some player boots it in from uh, the forward pocket and a Frio player goes to spoil and Langdon is there trying to stop him from spoil it. Frio player misses it. So does the West Coast player. It lands on Langdon's foot and rolls over. They had to score review it. You got Everyone's got to check this out. It's on the yeah. afl.com.au. Yeah. The Bye. weirdest goal of all yeah. time. It's, I reckon it's touched on the hand, but I freaking it's come off Langdon's boot. Oh, it's amazing. That's a goal to Langdon. He owed the one. <laughs> I'll come back oh. to you, Jono. That's a fair goal. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> He's kicking them by accident. Now. And well done to the goal umpire. It is umpire appreciation round. So three cheers for the umpies here. Because he said, I think it's oh. touched, but I, I just want you to check whether it hit the forward's foot. And there it is. Wow. What a goal. Amazing. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Although I will point out uh, something that I noticed from watching this game. There was obviously no crowds due to uh, the COVID restrictions over in Perth. Uh, There was fake crowd noise. Now, if you guys just, if anyone watches the highlights of this match, can you just confirm the fake crowd was favouring Frio? (laughs) (laughs) When the Dockers got a goal, they went ballistic and Eagles got a goal. I reckon it was at quarter volume. That's great. Yeah, right. Uh, I will – there's just zero chance that I'll ever go back and watch this game again. <laughs> <laughs> well, the fans can let me know. Get on our socials and see if I was imagining that. Are you a fan of the fake crowd noise? No, Nikki? it's kind of like um, what's the – like canned laughter. Uh, yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. So yeah. Those, some of those supporters could be dead. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, there's dead people clapping. Yeah, and that's, that's eerie. On an empty stadium, you're getting ghost tears. Oh man! Should they, should they do a warning at the site for any uh, Indigenous or Torres Strait Islander viewers? This may have audio of people who are deceased. Not fair, right? 
I'd never thought about it that way, but you may you make a very good point. Yeah, I wonder what they're actually clapping. That could be from like a Super Bowl or a baseball game or no, yeah. definitely not the Crows last year. <laughs> I know I know a comedian who recorded a live show and the cameras that were on the audience um didn't work. And this is for a big DVD yeah. uh, recording. The cameras on the audience didn't work, so they had to pluck out audience. Oh, no. So the next show the comedian did was in another country, so they used audience shots <laughs> from the other country, right? <laughs> which was Ireland, which was the next country the comedian was going to. So the, all the stage stuff is at a venue in Australia and all the audience stuff is, at a venue, is in Dublin. <laughs> So you would see a Dublin crowd laughing at jokes. Thank God it was Dublin who, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, uh, Anglo, you know, Celtic, white people who will uh, look pretty similar to a, an Aussie crowd. If he was playing Tokyo next, you would go, wow, niche yeah, audience. <laughs> wow, Perth. Or even a, even a twist like playing playing Holland, the Dutch audience very hard. They'll, the, all the colourway shots be the audience going, <laughs> yes, yes, he has a very good point. <laughs> You so you've done a lot of gigs through Europe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe are they a bit like are they a bit analytical? Oh, yes. completely. My, I thought this would be an opening, a good opening gag to walk on stage for the television uh, in Amsterdam. I've come on. Yeah. Like, oh, good evening, Amsterdam. I tell you what, your water pressure here is sensational. <laughs> and they've just gone. Well, yes, this is a fact. This is uh, <laughs> yes, and well, I was hoping that would get me up on board. But, <laughs> No, you are factually correct. Next yeah. joke, please. And I can, I can vouch uh, when I was I, I did a show about learning the Ukrainian language for my wife. So a lot of uh, expat Ukrainians came along to it, and m- every night I would think I was bombing. And then afterwards they'd come up and, and say, "Well, we really enjoyed the show. It was good." I go, "Well, you could have told your face during." Yeah, yeah. Now I have the theory about Russians, which may apply to Ukrainians, Danny. Oh, tread carefully here, Lehman. <laughs> Well, they live they live between a four and a six out of ten. So sheer joy for a Russian, they get to about six out of ten happiness. And utter pain for a Russian, they get to about a four out of ten sadness. Oh, yes. And everything wobbles between a four and a six out of ten. Nothing above that, nothing below that. Yeah. This is why I tell everyone, if you're going to get anyone pregnant, get a Ukrainian pregnant because yeah, emotions were outlawed there in the 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So you get almost no emotional range whatsoever. It's yeah, that's fair. Good. That's fair. No, it's hilarious. hilarious. Great for snooker players. Yeah, yes. players. Yeah, as well. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas if we're if we're racially stereotyping, it seems most South Americans live between you know minus fifty and twelve hundred. <laughs> exactly. The <laughs> same can be said for Southern Europeans as well. Um, All right, well, I think we're going to leave it there. Uh, We'll be back with the Patreon uh, later in the week. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hey, don't forget to review the pod if you've enjoyed it and recommend it to a friend as well. Yeah, please um, give us five stars and write a review because that's how other people find us. Um, The the Apple Podcast app did a big thing about AFL podcasts uh, just last week, and we were not on there, Leems. We were not on there. So we need our fans to get a bit more uh, active. I'm certainly doing it. I'm grabbing random people's phones, giving us reviews views uh, if you could do the same that would be brilliant thank you uh good stuff all right well i uh, have a wonderful week thanks for tuning in uh thank you danny mcginlay thank you go dogs thank you mickey d cheers legends count the crows and go the hawks <laughs>